Hello, it's AJ, and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And as always, we'll have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of a movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, a couple of weeks back, we covered the movie The Princess Diaries. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's movie, or last two weeks' movie, should I say, we've been watching Spider-Man Far From Home, which, until about yesterday, I actually didn't realise that I'd not post on social media. I did say in the last show, but I do apologise, I didn't put it on social media. And I don't think it even really matters, because I I think I've also come to the realisation that it's probably not on Disney Plus in the US as well, especially scenes as this past week. All of the other Spider-Man films, so like the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield ones, have come to Disney Plus over in the US, but all of the other ones are available over here in the UK. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. It's the one that I said I was going to cover, so I'm going to cover it. I did want to cover the Spider-Man ones as part of the Weekly Movie Club anyway, because they are considered part of the MCU. It's similar that I wanted to include things like The Incredible Hulk and stuff like that. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to all that a little bit later in the show. Hopefully everyone's had a nice couple of weeks, though. I've actually been really, really busy with work. It feels like I've just had two solid, like, busy weeks non-stop. But I also feel like I've barely gotten anything done. I don't know if anyone ever has that, where they've been so busy, but they feel like they've not really accomplished anything. That's what my last couple of weeks have been like. I've been to a couple of networking events. I've been doing lots of things behind the scenes at the business that I work for. Lots of things on the website. We've launched like a new news section recently. So we've been posting news stories. It was the company's 16th anniversary the other day. So we've been doing a lot of preparation around that. So yeah, we've just been doing lots of different things, but I don't really feel like I've accomplished anything. I feel like I need a like a project or something to sink my teeth into as well. But uh, yeah, apart from that, it's just, like I said, it's just been a busy couple of weeks. It was my son's birthday the other weekend, which is part of the reason why I had that weekend off. And we just filled that with like some family activities, just spent some time together. It was actually my son's birthday this past Tuesday, but with it being a school day, we wanted to do most of his birthday celebration things at the weekend. So we went out, we went to build a bear because he wanted to make a bear for his birthday because they do that thing like it's like pay your age I think it is and we only paid eight pound for the bear and then of course however much else it was for everything he wanted on it he ended up wanting to dress it as a Ravenclaw he's getting into Harry Potter a lot more at the moment and Ravenclaw is his house um, so he wanted to be able to dress it in Ravenclaw robes, so that was all the added expense on top of that. And the one thing that he'd asked for, and this is something that really, really frustrated me on the day, there are a few things, because like, I'd gone to get my prescription from the local pharmacy, and they didn't have what I needed in, even though I ordered it a week ago, and, what well, a week before, should I say. But this next thing is, like, he wanted to go for a pub meal. So he wanted to go to a local pub, he wanted to sit down, as a family, we offered him, like, do you want to party? Do you want to go with some friends to the cinema, this, that, and the other? No, he wanted a family pub meal. Okay, that's fine. That's what we decided that we're going to do. So we're out shopping. There was a pub where we were at, and we're like, you know what? We'll go there. We'll order some food. So we went in. We sat down. We ordered some drinks. We ordered a starter to share between us, and it was this really nice, large plate of nachos, like homemade nachos. This was, like, really, really nice nachos. So we sat or we ordered that, and the starters came, we eating those, and we're deciding what we wanted to eat for our mains. Kids decided that they just wanted, like, a, a like a children's pizza sort of meal, 
and like I was going to go for this like special that they had on the menu, this that, and the other. Anyway, not really important. We put everything on the mobile order for it to come to our table. Press the order button. Cannot communicate with server. Okay, try again. Still not working. Exit the app. Try it on Wi-Fi. I tried probably for about 10, 15 minutes to try and order something through this app. Didn't work. So I thought, you know what? We've finished the starters now. I'll go up to the bar. Went up to the bar. Oh, yeah, all of our systems are down. So we couldn't order anything. We'd paid for starters. We'd, we'd had, well, we had our drinks on the table at the time, which we had not finished. But we couldn't order mains. So we thought, you know what? We'll, we'll finish our drinks. Hopefully by the time that we finish those drinks, we'll be able to order mains again. No kidding. We'd been sat there for 45 minutes and all of their systems were down. This was the, the lunchtime rush as well. And this place gets busy when it's lunchtime. So I have no idea how much money they lost on that lunchtime. But yeah, we couldn't order anything. And no one could pay even in cash. All of the tills that they had were just completely not working. So yeah, we had to abandon that completely. So he, he never, my son never got this pub meal that he wanted. And we ended up going home. Actually, no, I went to see my dad for a little bit because my dad's actually been in Florida this past week. He went to go and see some friends that we've got over there. I sent him with a list of things to buy. <laughs> there are some things that you're like, I can only get this sort of thing in America, even down to like some toys for the kids. So the kids are into Spidey and his amazing friends. And everywhere we go, we'll look for Green Goblin and Doc Ock from the TV show. And you can't find them anywhere here in the UK. But apparently, you can get them in Walmart in the US. So I said to my dad, go and see if you can find this. He couldn't find it on the first day, just because he was, like, rushing to get food and get back to where we were staying and this, that, and the other. But he ordered them online and was able to pick them up from Walmart, like, the next day. I've been looking, no joke, for six months for these figures. I told him to get two while he was at it, because it was just, like... The kids might as well have a set each. For how much they cost, they might as well have a set each. And also the other thing, and again, I need to follow this up with an email, actually. I'd been looking for the latest Kingdom Keepers book. Uh, what was it called? Inheritance the Shimmer or something like that? Anyway, the, the latest one that's been released only in the last month or so. And I ordered it on Amazon. Hadn't arrived. It had been delayed multiple times. It had been cancelled. I reordered it. And then it had been delayed multiple times. And then it was cancelled again. And I'd got in contact with the author, Ridley Pearson, or at least his like, publicity team, should I say. And they'd arranged for to be able to get one over to me here in the UK, but I just needed to pay the international shipping. I said, hold on a minute, because I'm going to ask my dad. He's going to be in America. I'm going to see if he can find it. And he ended up actually being able to go to a local Barnes & Noble and pick it up. And that's I'm really thankful for that, because otherwise it would have actually cost a lot more just the international shipping fee. So I do need to contact that PR team and say thank you very much for the offer. My dad was able to find one. But they're actually having to arrange this for a lot of people who are trying to order the book internationally. In fact, they actually put out a uh, like a communication on the social channels just to say, we understand people are having problems getting a hold of this book internationally. Let us know and we'll forward you over to the bookshop, the, like the local bookshop that they're going to be working with to get out international orders. So that's really good that they're doing that. And I'm just really looking forward to reading this book to my son because I've read all of the other books before we went to Florida this last year. And, it, well, it was a good maybe six months before we went to Florida this last year. And I really enjoyed the series, actually. So I'm looking forward to picking that up again. And it's like a, like a legacy series that this one's now starting that's going to pick up in the future. So 
yeah, really, really looking forward to getting started on that one. We are currently reading the Harry Potter books at the moment for bedtime stories. I'm on the third one, is it? Which is The Prisoner of Azkaban. So, yeah, I'm, I'm reading through that for my son as part of bedtime stories at the moment. But, uh, yeah, just... I like reading books. It's one of those, uh, with, with with it being my son's birth, birthday this past week, we gave him the option with his birthday money, what do you want to do with it? We, we could have got him things like these story speakers and things like that. He could have got loads of toys, like way too many toys, but he's already got way too many toys. Or we said to him, do you want a Kindle? Like you can read on a Kindle, you can have as many books on there as you want. Like our house is full of books. Like, you cannot turn and not see, like, children's books lying around places. But we know that we want to make it easier for him to pick up and read. And we want to say to him regularly now, this is your reading time. Like, no iPad, this and the other. Because we could have easily put the Kindle application on his iPad. But I know, more than anything, that if I was given my iPad for an hour and said, read, I would be wanting to do other things on my iPad. So we want to say, okay, here's an hour out of the day on a weekday or a weekend here's your kindle just sit and read for an hour it's still looking at a screen but it's doing something productive it's reading a book and there's loads of different books on kindle whereas these like story speakers and this that and the other there's only a limited amount of things that you can get for them and they're usually like really i wouldn't say low quality but they're like the cheaper versions of these books like they're not the full book that you could read out loud it's like the abridged version is that is that the word that it is uh, uh, anyway but yeah he's decided that he wants to have a kindle so uh, we're probably going to go down that route and uh, get him a kindle and get him set up and he can read harry potter himself at that point if he wants to and our only concern is that he's getting to that age now he's eight years old is that we really enjoy reading him bedtime stories and could this now be that turning point where he doesn't want to be read bedtime stories and instead he wants to read to himself so we know that that'll happen eventually and he'll outgrow that sort of stage in his life. And we know like friends of the family whose children have outgrown that long before now. But that, that's just kind of where we're at with it. And anyway, I've realised that I'm really rambling and I've still not got to the other thing that we did for my son's birthday. Oh my God, I'm really sorry. Um, and also partway through recording this about 10 minutes ago, my recording was interrupted because the UK's emergency alert system was tested. Thankfully, I stopped the recording. I went back a little bit and started recording again but my phone was making a right racket there for about 10 minutes so i had no idea what was going on and saying that i had no idea what was going on is my own fault because i'd put a news story out on the company's website about the emergency alert system in the first place so i knew the day and time it was happening just lost all track of time anyway the last thing that we did for my son's birthday now that i'm getting kind of back on track and we can get on with the rest of the news is we went to go and see the super mario brothers movie i did talk about it briefly in the last episode at that time it was a secret but not told him that was what we were doing but we actually really enjoyed it like we went as a family the cinema was quite busy we'd pre-booked our seats in like this like extra leg room section they call it vip it's not really vip it's just extra leg room and we'd gone and sat down kids really enjoyed it what i would say for people who haven't seen it yet i'm not going to spoil anything it's a really really good movie if you're a fan of nintendo or mario there's lots of nods to that franchise and like if you've played any of the games you'll you'll really understand the the characters and the story they don't need a lot of backstory but what i would say for an adult watching the film 
it feels quite rushed. Like, you can tell that it's targeted at kids and that they want to progress the story and, like, go from one stage to the next stage to the next stage so that they can get to the completion of the movie. And there isn't a lot of, like, character filling, let's say. Like, they expect you to understand the characters already as an adult and they don't really explain the characters to the children, in a way. That's the only way I can really describe it. So... It's not a criticism, still a really good movie, visually stunning, they've done a really, really good job with this. The voices, there were a lot of people concerned with Chris Chris Pratt voicing Mario, I didn't notice it really, I, I think that he did a really good job with the kind of accent that he put on, and they really quickly into the movie, they explain why he isn't doing that classic sort of Mario, like high-pitched sort of voice, and um, the... the Again, I'm trying to not make this a spoiler, but I'm going to have to talk about it in this context. They describe it as a voice that is put on for a commercial, basically. So it works really well, and it's not too different from the voice that he kind of puts on from the rest for the rest of the movie. He's not doing a Chris Pratt voice, which was the main concern for many people, that it would just sound like Chris Pratt in a Mario body. Anyway, that's my opinion on it. Really good film, just feels a little bit rushed at times, but it's still one that I would highly recommend you go and see if you're a fan of Nintendo, Mario, just that sort of franchise as a whole, or you have kids that might be interested in it, because you'll enjoy it with them anyway. But uh, let's get on with the show now. I've really gone off track there for a second, so I do apologise for anyone who's had to put up with my rambling there before we get into the news, but let's get into the news now. And I actually want to start off with a few trailers that we got this past week. First one being for the Marvels, which brings together Captain Marvel and also Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel. Of course, Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel are from WandaVision and Miss Marvel, the Disney Plus TV shows respectively, who are coming together on the big screen for the first time in this new The Marvels film. And I actually watched the trailer the other day, and this looks really fun. You can tell that they're letting Brie Larson be a little bit more Brie Larson-y? Is, is that, is that a, even a way to be able to describe it? There are a lot of people who criticised her in the first Captain Marvel for being a little bit wooden and like lack of humour, but that's really not her. Like I've seen some videos that she has on social media and interviews that she's been in, and she's got a lot of life to her and a lot of energy to her, and you can tell that they're really playing on that in this latest movie, and they're, they're letting her show some of her own personality a little bit more, and I really liked it. And there's a lot of different things that are going to be going on this in this film it looks like there's even going to be things like body swapping maybe not body swapping like minds swapping into other people's bodies but actually swapping places physically when one or the other uses powers and there is a really interesting fight scene in the trailer where it looks like someone uses the powers then they swap into someone else and then they appear somewhere else and yeah it, it looks like it's going to be a really interesting film and i'm really really looking forward to this one so uh, it'll be released in theaters on november 10th of course it was originally supposed to be released earlier but it did get pushed back another trailer we got this past week was for the muppets mayhem which as you may have heard me speak about before it will be focusing on the muppets rock band the electric mayhem and their journey to record their first studio album 
And it looks like along the way they're also going to be encountering a whole host of guest stars that are going to be a- appearing in this show. A lot of musicians and bands and things like that who are kind of going to be helping them on this journey. And it looks like they're, they're really theming it from the perspective of these musicians or a lot of the people in this show have, have followed this band for many years but have never had the chance to be able to listen to an album. So it looks really good. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm a big Muppets fan. My wife isn't, so this might be one I'll be watching on my lunchtime. But it will be released on Disney Plus on May 10th. Coming on May 12th, though, will be the Disney Plus original film The Crater, which follows Caleb Channing, who was raised on a lunar mining colony and is about to be permanently relocated to an idyllic faraway planet following the death of his father. But before leaving to fulfil his dad's last wish, he and his three best friends, Dylan, Barney and Marcus, and also a fellow new arrival from Earth, Addison, hijack a rover for one final adventure on a journey to explore a mysterious crater. And I actually watched this trailer just before the show was, so I was building, building my notes, and it looks really interesting and visually stunning. I'm looking forward to checking this one out. It looks like one of those that probably my son would enjoy as well, so it might be one of those like daddy-son film night sort of things, so I definitely want to be able to check that out with him. It looks like it's one of those like classic sort of adventure, almost like Goonies in space. That's probably the way that I can describe it. Goonies in space, so I'm looking forward to being able to check that one out when it comes out on May 12th. I'll come back to some more trailers in a bit, but this past week we got a bunch of new casting news for the new live-action Lilo and Stitch movie. It had been previously announced that the newcomer Maya Kealoa will be playing Lilo. Zatlak Galifranakis will be playing Jumba. His role was previously unannounced. Billy Magnusson has joined as the voice of Pleakley. Sydney Elizabeth Agadong will be playing Lilo's older sister, Nanny. Kaipot Dudoit, I apologise if I'm saying that incorrectly, and anyone who's been listening to the show for a while will know how terrible I am with names, will be playing David Kawena, who is Nanny's love interest. It had been previously announced that Kaihu Makaido, I think that's how you say that, will be playing this role. However, he was reportedly removed from the role due to some racial slurs that were uncovered on social media. Courtney B. Vance has joined the cast and we'll be playing the role of Cobra Bubbles. Taya Kareri, who originally voiced the role of Nanny in the first film, will be playing Mrs. Keikoa, an original character for the live-action movie. The new character is described as a practical, by-the-book, kind and patient social worker who checks in regularly with Nanny, who she can tell is struggling to keep her head above water, whilst also taking care of her younger sister. However, she can't help but be alarmed by what she finds at the house, unnerved to think that young Lilo is not receiving the supervision she needs. Later, Mrs. Kakoa has no choice but to look for a satisfactory foster family for Lilo. It was earlier thought that the character would be replacing Cobra Bubbles, however, these casting announcements from Deadline and The Hollywood Reporter this past week seem to indicate that Cobra Bubbles will still be playing a role in the movie, potentially maybe just as a CIA agent, and of course the original animated movie. He was a combination ex-CIA agent turned foster care worker, so yeah, really, (laughs) really interesting role, but it looks like they're maybe going to split that out now into two roles. It was previously announced that Jolene Purdy would be cast in the role, and according to reports that I've seen this past week, she's still on the cast list, so we're going to have to wait and see who she's going to be playing, or if there's another character, or maybe there is a confusion with the announcements. I did see like two different announcements, both from the same source, both saying that two different people would be playing this role, but then in the later report, it did say that Jolene Purdy was on the cast list, but not playing this role. 
confusing. There's a lot of casting announcements that happened around this project this past week. But finally, Chris Sanders is in the final negotiations to voice the character of Stitch, who he actually played in the original animated film. So really looking forward to that. I'm glad that they're bringing back the original voice of Stitch because it means that we're going to hopefully get that sort of fun but mischievous sort of character that we had with the the Stitch in the animated movie and hopefully they're not going to take this too seriously. It is worth noting of course that all of this information is subject to change and none of this has been officially confirmed by Disney but with all of this casting news this past week, it looks like things are really getting ready to start getting ready for filming soon, hopefully. I'm hoping that it's going to start filming sometime this year, because it could mean that within two to three years we could see it coming to Disney+. Plus. So, really looking forward to that. Lilo and Stitch is one of my all-time favourite Disney movies. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing this project come to life. Let's cover some other brief stories now, though. Deadline has reported that Mia Goth has joined the cast of Marvel's Blade in an unknown role. Maureena Bakarin and Stefan Kapikik, is that how you say that? Are returning for the third Deadpool to reprise their roles as Vanessa and Colossus, respectively. Disney Pixar's Elemental, and with it the special calls date, have been delayed in the UK here by a couple of weeks from June 16th to July 7th, 2023. It's not been announced why that's been delayed, and also why it's only been delayed here in the UK, so if I do find out anything about that one, I will be letting you know. Disney's National Geographic and also BBC Studios documentary unit has announced that it's greenlit Lost Gold, which is a working title, which is a three-part limited series that traces the rise and fall of maverick scientist and explorer Tommy Thompson from his life-changing discovery of the wreck of the SS Central America to the turmoil that led to his prison sentence. ABC's The Rookie, which stars Nathan Fillion, has been renewed for a sixth season. The Good Doctor has been renewed for a seventh season. Station 19 has also been renewed for a seventh season. And Disney and Hulu have released a trailer for the remake of White Men Can't Jump, which is coming to Hulu and Disney Star Banner internationally on May 19th. And I actually watched the trailer for this again earlier today, and I remember the original film, and this looks like a a faithful modern retelling of that and i'm really looking forward to checking it out i really enjoyed the first film it was it was funny it was kind of like almost like ahead of its time really i don't i think it didn't really get the love that it deserved i'm sure that this la- this latest release will be less uh, racy let's say there are a few scenes in the original that maybe wouldn't be up to disney standards nowadays let's say but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to this one because i think it's one that i would really really enjoy checking out I did mention earlier in the show that a bunch of Spider-Man movies were added to Disney Plus in the US this past week, including all of the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield films, and also Spider-Man Homecoming, which probably means, like I say, that in the US you don't have Far From Home, which we do here in the UK, which I should have checked ahead of time, but I did want to also include it in the Weekly Movie Club, so I wanted to make sure that we started to include these Spider-Man films, because especially once we get to No Way Home, that's kind of got some big ramifications on the MCU, so I did want to start including them in the Weekly Movie Club, but yeah, it's good to see that they're now coming to Disney Plus in the US. This is whole part of that Sony Netflix deal and like Disney only get them after a certain amount of time of them being originally being made available digitally. Anyway, one thing leads to the other. 
Disney in the US, you're now getting the Sony Spider-Man films. And finally this week, Deadline have reported that the National Treasure TV series has been cancelled after only one season, which I'm actually really disappointed to find out about. I know many people who really, really enjoyed it, and it actually entered the top 10 streaming chart at one point too. Thankfully, we were able to wrap up the season one story. However, it did leave it open for a potential second season, it's likely that this cancellation is going to be part of the Disney Plus, Plus budget cuts, let's say. But I'm hoping that we can maybe pick up maybe the thread of this into maybe a new National Treasure film. I don't know, maybe I'm reaching with that. I do hope that we get a new National Treasure film. I know there's been lots of talk about it for a long time, but I really enjoyed this TV series. I don't know about you guys. Let me know your thoughts. Drop me a message over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. But this is about it for this week's news. What are you most excited for? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, like I just said, at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now, though, it's going time for a brief break and then I'm going to be coming back with what's new and coming soon to Disney Plus this next week. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at magicallyscented.com. Sorcerer Radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next magically scented order. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Of course, whilst I've been off this last couple of weeks, we've had the final two episodes in the third season of The Mandalorian. And wow, what a final two episodes those have been. I have really, really enjoyed this season. I would probably say out of all of them, the episode with Dr. Pershing on Coruscant was my least favourite. I don't think it really progressed the story enough. I don't think it linked in later in the season like I hoped it would do. It did kind of bring in the Moff Gideon and his agents elsewhere in the galaxy, that kind of subplot, but... Apart from that, I don't think like doing what they did to Dr. Pershing in that episode really moved the story forward unless it's going to follow up in a fourth season. So I'm not sure what's going off with that, but all in all, really, really enjoyed this. I enjoyed how they focus more on the Mandalorians as a people, and I really enjoyed having Bo-Katan Kryze in this season and her journey and how we've followed her into how she ends in the final episode again i'm not wanting to give out too many spoilers for those who like i know there's some people in the social radio discord for sure who do this who prefer for a, a season to have completed before they will watch it all in one go in their time rather than waiting for the weekly disney plus release schedule but i've enjoyed it i think that this is probably one of the stronger seasons i feel that it's maybe a little bit stronger than season two was but, I don't know, maybe that's just my personal opinion, but I really, really enjoyed that final episode. I feel like they left it in a way that 
if they decided not to go with a fourth season, that it didn't really matter. And they could pick it up with the film that they've already announced that will kind of bring together the Mandoverse, as the, we're kind of calling it on social media. But I do think that we are going to be in that fourth season now. The way that it kind of sets up what they could potentially do with a fourth season... I think that we are going to be seeing that going forward and I'm looking forward to seeing how this journey with Mando and Grogu will go and I feel like they're really setting up Grogu to maybe take a bit apart uh, sorry a bigger part in the Mandalorian culture let's say. A couple of other things that I started watching this past week was How I Met Your Father season 2. It was released over here in the UK whilst I was off so I did miss announcing that it was coming. I'm really sorry about that because I really enjoyed the first season, especially after me and my wife had binge watched the uh, original How I Met Your Mother. But uh, yeah, no, enjoyed enjoyed what we've seen so far. I think we're on about episode eight, maybe of eleven or twelve. Anyway, we're close to the end of the season. Anyway, we we had the choice: do we watch more of that last night, or with it being Earth Week, do we? transport our living room to somewhere in america i'm not going to say where because otherwise it might get blocked um to be able to watch the magic of disney's animal kingdom season two which we've not started watching yet so we watched the first episode that which i really enjoyed and we will have to transport our living room on a few other occasions to be able to watch the rest of that season but uh, yeah i'm really looking forward to watching the rest of that because i really enjoyed the first season i didn't realize that josh gad wasn't voicing this second season though so I was really surprised when like the narrator started and I was like, what's going on with this? I thought Josh Gad might have been coming back for it because that was one of the kind of key points of them promoting that first season that he was going to be the narrator for the show and for him not to be in the second season did feel a bit weird. But that's kind of not the point to the show. And I, I really enjoyed seeing a lot of this behind the scenes of Animal Kingdom and getting invested in some of these animals. Like that first episode where they're, they're following the sea turtle and... It, it makes you want to, I don't know, you're invested in the life of that turtle at that point. So yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to checking out more of the episodes in the second season. I'm hoping that we just get it come to the UK at some point. I have no idea why there is a delay on it. I feel like I should be able to reach out and ask someone and say, why are we getting this delay? But also there's a lot of other TV series that I, should, I feel like we should be getting onto Disney Plus that are Disney properties or have been on Disney channels let's say in the u.s say for example is it freeform in the u.s we don't have freeform over here in fact we don't have any disney channels over here anymore but freeform in the u.s for example i had a tv show that me and my wife really really enjoyed that we had to watch through other streaming services and things like that through vpn and this and it anyway whole complicated process anyway it was called switched at birth and it was about um two teenagers who funnily enough, got switched at birth. But one of them is deaf, and they were using American Sign Language. And we were really invested in this TV series, and we were unable to watch the final season for one thing or another. We were, I think we weren't able to use the streaming service to be able to watch it that we had previous, previously been using. And we weren't able to watch the final season. And I wish that it would come to Disney+, Plus because it's one of those perfect sort of TV series that would fit really well on Disney+. Plus. I don't know, anywhere in the world. It's one of those, I don't know, just ones that you can sit down as a family and be, be able to watch. And yeah, it's it's just a pity that it's not available on Disney+. Plus. But also there's other things that are not available on Disney+. Plus, Like Home Improvement, for example, here in the UK. I, I believe it was supposed to come and then it got delayed for some reason. No idea why. 
But I have got all of them on iTunes. I've also got them all on DVD. And also I've got the very final two episodes on VHS, of all things, which I bought at Hollywood Studios at the Backlot Tour. Kind of impressed with that. I do also have a Binford Tools hat and vest as well. So, uh, yeah, I love my hat collection. But anyway, I'm going off topic. I'm just surprised that some of these other things haven't come to Disney+, Plus, whether it's in the UK or just elsewhere in the world. So, I don't know. Maybe we just need to see more content from the Disney back catalogue or Disney properties back catalogue coming to Disney+. Plus. Whether it's to Hulu in the US or whether it's to the Star Banner internationally, like they do with a lot of these things, I think we need to see a lot more of those TV shows that uh, people like and have enjoyed or maybe just aren't like new series anymore just come into disney plus if you've got this full catalog just dump it on there for everyone to be able to check out anyway i am going off topic again that seems to be like a running theme recently that i'll just randomly go off topic and talk about something else maybe even not related to disney plus so i do apologize about that sometimes i just i follow this thread that my my brain goes down anyway what have we got to look forward to this next week starting on wednesday we'll be getting the special matildas the world at our feet which is an inspirational and intimate behind the scenes story of combank matildas australia's women's national football or soccer team and follows the story of the players including the global superstar sam kerr Ellie Carpenter, Mary Fowler, and more. The Matildas reveal the sacrifices they've made and the struggles they've endured as they strive to become the best in the world's most popular sport. Despite their hardships, one goal follows them throughout, to leave a lasting legacy that empowers and inspires future generations to pursue their dreams. Across six episodes, join the players on and off the field as they work towards their biggest challenge yet, the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2023 on home soil. We'll also be getting the Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, which is the new children's Star Wars show, and is set 200 years prior to the events of The Phantom Menace, where Jedi younglings study the ways of the Force, explore the galaxy, help citizens and creatures in need, and learn valuable skills needed to become a Jedi along the way. Over in the US, you'll also be getting Going Fur Gold Season 1, five episodes from Season 2 of Dino Ranch, and also five episodes of Saturdays. Here in the UK, we'll be getting Will Trent Episode 5, 911 Season 6 Episode 10, Grey's Anatomy Season 19 Episode 14, Station 19 Season 6 Episode 14, NCIS Season 20 Episode 15, NCIS Hawaii Season 2 Episode 15, Family Guy Season 21, Episode 15. Life in Pieces, which follows the short family across three generations as they go about their daily lives and recount events from their unique points of view. And we'll also be getting Sam a Saxon, which is the true story of Samuel Mephir, I think that's how you say that, is, who is the first black policeman in East Germany, and his incredible story which led him to becoming the face of an anti-racism campaign, but also being put behind bars. And also, finally, we'll be getting True Lies Episode 2, after previously getting Episode 1 last week, which is based on the 1994 film from James Cameron, and follows a suburban housewife who discovers her computer consultant husband is a skilled international spy, which leads them to saving the world and also their marriage along the way. Moving on to Friday, we'll be getting the release of Peter Pan and Wendy, where Wendy Darling, a young girl afraid to leave her childhood home, meets Peter Pan, a boy who refuses to grow up. 
Alongside her three brothers and a tiny fairy Tinkerbell, she travels with Peter to the magical world of Neverland. There, she encounters an evil pirate, Captain Hook, and embarks on a thrilling and dangerous adventure that will change her life forever. Over in the US, you'll also be getting Marvel Legends, episodes 4 through 9, and also Path of the Panther, which is a deep dive into the uncharted world of the Florida Panther, where there's a race against time to reveal the natural history of an icon surviving in an ancient ecosystem. We're not getting anything else new here in the UK on Friday, but on Saturday we'll be getting a new episode from season 1 of Tengoku Daimako. I think that's how you say that, which I think is one of the anime shows that's been released here on Disney Plus recently. Again, I'm not really a big anime fan, so I do apologise if I don't really understand those sorts of TV shows, let's say. The only anime, can you really call it anime, that I watch is Pokemon, and I watch that because I watch it with my son, and also I've kind of loved Pokemon growing up as well. It's one of those, I even now still play the Pokemon games just because they're really nice to just switch off to, although I've not been playing a lot of that recently. I've actually been playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy, which I've said on many occasions recently, and I've really been enjoying that game. In fact, just today, I played it for about an hour, and I unlocked the Phoenix for my Room of Requirements, so I'm really, really glad that I've got to that point in the game. I'm just enjoying just chilling out and just doing the missions as I see fit in an order that I want to be able to do them. There is, a, like, a primary storyline that you follow, but there's also these secondary storylines and side quests that you can do in any order i think i probably need to do more of the side quests but even then i've probably done more side quests than quite a lot of other people we i think i did mention it we had our nephew around a couple of weeks back to be able to play it before he ended up getting it himself and he was just focused on just doing main story elements by the time he got to the end of the time that he was playing through my wife's playthrough my wife had no kidding a huge list of all of these side quests that she wanted to be able to do and it's got it's leaving her with plenty to be able to do for side quests don't, don't get me wrong but he was not interested in the side quests at all he just wanted to do the main story and just like power through that and he was really enjoying it he got almost to the point where i was at actually but now my wife wants to go back and do all the side missions again so uh, but apart from that what else have been playing on the playstation again i am going slightly off tangent here but actually this next one is more related to disney or more specifically to marvel i've been replaying spider-man on playstation again i started playing it on playstation 4 after it originally came out loved it really really great game but I think at that point, I don't know what it was, whether I just didn't have the time. I think it was maybe when my daughter was born, actually. And I just didn't have the time to be able to play it at that point. But we've got the PlayStation 5 recently. And also, my dad decided to buy us all a couple of PlayStation games. He Selfishly, this, this is my excuse. Selfishly, he wanted to see what Madden was like for the PlayStation 5 really great game, by the way. If you're an American football fan, that Madden game is absolutely brilliant. I'm no good at it, so don't ever try to play play me on it, on it because I will lose dramatically. But he also decided at the same time, because my son and daughter really like Spider-Man, that he would get the Spider-Man Miles Morales collection, which also includes the Spider-Man remastered game. And I thought, what perfect time to be able to play this than when I'm covering now the Spider-Man films as part of the Weekly Movie Club, 
But also now that my son's at that age where he's wanting to become involved in these sorts of things again. So I started it from the very beginning and my daughter's even really enjoying it. So I'm about halfway through, I think, the story. I want to play this one and also the Miles Morales one before the new Spider-Man game comes out later this year. But also I want to be able to play the Wolverine game that's coming out to play for PlayStation. I think that's later this year as well. But anyway... This, this isn't a gaming show. I'm not going to pretend I'm a gamer because I'm definitely not. But uh, no, I'm really enjoying the Spider-Man game again. And it, again, it's one of those ones where you can pick it up. You can play a couple of missions and then just put it down for a while and then pick up another game. The other one that I'm really enjoying playing at the moment, although we haven't played it in a couple of weeks now, is It Takes Two. I think, I, again, I've mentioned that one a couple of times where you get to you have to play it as a two-player and like me and my wife have been making our way through the levels but yeah been really enjoying that one as well anyway back on track because otherwise i will get completely sidetracked again i could probably do a whole show that is just me being sidetracked talking about random things that come into my brain anyway that's maybe one for another week entirely <laughs> let me know what you're most looking forward to coming to disney plus soon over on social media you can contact me at at or forward slash the d plus club or of course in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group i am going to take another brief break now and then i'll be back with the weekly movie club Hi, it's Jeff Davis here on Sorcerer Radio. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time for DW60. We'll start things off with Press Row as we talk about some of the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort. And of course, there's always rumors floating around, and I'll cover them during the rumors of the week. And I'll be reading your emails during email time. As always, I'll be playing some of your favorite Disney music from around the Walt Disney World Resort. If you missed the show, catch the replay that evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always catch up on the news of the week during DW60's Press Row Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. It's DW60 with me, Jeff Davis, here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com. for the weekly movie club and as i mentioned earlier this past week's movie club movie has been spider-man far from home so if you've never seen spider-man far from home before this is your spoiler warning if you don't want to be spoiled pause the show watch the film and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast now with the spoiler warning out of the way let's get right into it in mexico nick fury and maria hill are investigating a natural storm which appears to be actually an earth elemental quentin beck a superpowered individual arrives to defeat the creature and he's subsequently recruited by fury and hill to battle these new threats in new york city the midtown school of science and technology completes its year which was restarted to accommodate the students who previously disintegrated five years earlier as a result of the blip caused by thanos's snap 
The school organises a two-week summer field trip to Europe for many of the students, where Peter Parker, who is still mourning the death of his mentor, Tony Stark, plans to reveal to classmate MJ that he is attracted to her. Happy Hogan informs Peter that Fury intends to contact him, but Peter not only ignores Fury's phone call, but outright declines it. Peter and his classmates travel to Venice, Italy. However, whilst they're there, the water elemental attacks. Peter helps protect his classmates while Beck arrives to defeat the creature. Fury meets with Peter and gives him Stark's glasses, which were meant for his successor and are programmed to accept orders from only Peter. The glasses enable him to communicate and take command of the artificial intelligence Edith, which has access to Stark Industries' database and commands a large orbital weapon supply. Beck claims to have entered from an alternate world within the multiverse, where the elementals killed his family and destroyed his civilization. With only the fire elemental left to destroy, Beck predicts that it will attack Prague. Peter declines Fury's invitation to join the fight and returns to his class field trip. However, Fury secretly changes the class's itinerary to divert the students to Prague. There, Peter is forced to help Beck fight the fire elemental to again protect his friends. Beck manages to destroy the creature with Peter's help, and Fury and Hill invite Peter and Beck to Berlin to discuss the formation of a new superhero team. But Peter decides that Beck should go alone and transfers control of Edith to him. However, once Peter leaves, Beck celebrates alongside fellow ex-Stark Industries employees with whom he's been working with to masquerade as a superhero. Beck, who was fired from his position as Stark's industry's holographic illusion specialist for his unstable nature, uses advanced projectors to simulate his powers and also the elementals themselves, and now hopes to use Edith as an orbital weaponized drone platform to increase the scale of his illusions and fraudulently establish himself as an Avenger-level hero. After MJ tells Peter that she knows he is Spider-Man, they discover a piece of debris she retrieved during the battle with the fire elemental, which is a projector that shows the air elemental, leading them to realise Beck's deception. Peter travels to Berlin to warn Fury, only to be tricked by Beck with an illusion of Fury into revealing the names of his friends who know about Beck's plan. Throughout this process, he is then lured to be hit by a train. Left for dead by Beck, Peter contacts Happy Hogan, who flies him to London, where his classmates are. Beck uses Edith to orchestrate a fusion of all of the elementals, as a cover to kill Peter's friends. However, Peter is able to disrupt the illusion, so that Beck attacks him with the drones. Peter regains control of Edith and defeats Beck, who is hit by a misfired gunshot from one of the drones. However, unbeknownst to Peter, before he dies, Beck tells one of his associates to retrieve the data from the drones. After returning to New York, Peter begins a relationship with MJ, and in a mid-credits scene, J. Jonah Jameson of the DailyBugle.net broadcasts doctored footage made by Beck's employees of the London incident, in which Beck frames Spider-Man for the drone attack and also his death, before exposing Spider-Man's secret identity to the world, much to Peter's shock. And in a post credit scene, Fury and Hill are revealed to be Skrulls, Talos and Sorin in disguise, under the orders from the real Fury whilst he's off Earth and appearing to be commanding a spaceship. Spider-Man Far From Home was released on the 2nd of July 2019 with a budget of $160 million. It then went on to make $1.132 billion at the global box office. In June of 2016, Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios confirmed their commitment to making future Spider-Man films after the release of Spider-Man Homecoming. 
Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige mentioned the idea of following a Harry Potter film series model, with each film covering a new school year in Peter Parker's life. Tom Holland, who'd played Spider-Man, was signed on for two more Spider-Man films after Homecoming, and Sony's insistence on releasing the sequel in 2019 complicated Marvel's preference for secrecy regarding Spider-Man's fate in Avengers Infinity War in 2018, and of course Avengers Endgame in 2019 as well. After successfully incorporating Iron Man into Spider-Man Homecoming, Sony was also granted the use of other Marvel Studios-controlled characters for their sequels. Both Marvel and Sony wanted John Watts, the director of Homecoming, to return for the sequel after the success of the first film. Far From Home is actually set eight months after the conclusion of Avengers Endgame, which allowed the writers to tackle the aftermath of Endgame from Peter's perspective as well, and allowed for the inclusion of references to Iron Man and other characters like that as well. Zendaya, Jacob Batlan, and also Marissa Tomei were confirmed to reprise their roles as MJ, Ned, and also Aunt May, respectively. Many other characters, such as Flash, also returned for the sequel as well. Jake Gyllenhaal was cast as Mysterio, one of Spider-Man's iconic villains, he received a lot of praise for the role for bringing a lot more depth to the character than was previously thought was possible from the comic origins of the character as well, let's say. The film also introduces two new Spider-Man costumes, a black stealth suit and also an upgraded suit design, which is actually designed by Peter himself in the film. Both of these suits were also introduced into the Spider-Man video game on PlayStation 4 and also subsequently the remaster on PlayStation 5, which, as I mentioned earlier, I'm actually playing at the moment, so that's quite apt for that one, let's say. The film's title, Spider-Man Far From Home, was actually revealed by Tom Holland in June of 2018. Principal photography began in Hertfordshire, England in July of 2018 and continued in London, Prague, Venice, New York City and also Newark. Matthew J. Lloyd served as the director of photography, aiming to maintain a distinct look and feel to each location they visited within the film. The Elementals, a group of characters based on elements of water, earth, air and fire, were included in the film which were actually borrowing from various Spider-Man villains from the comics. The film was released in IMAX to a new multi-film agreement between Sony Pictures and also the IMAX Corporation, and also J.K. Simmons reprised his role as J. Jonah Jameson from the Sam Remy Spider-Man trilogy in a mid-credit scene which would also be expanded on in the sequel. The MCU version of J. Jonah Jameson is depicted as a radical right news journalist rather than a newspaper editor as seen in the Sam Remy films, and it's very similar to how he's depicted in podcast form in the Spider-Man game as well, where he's more of a social media news person where he's releasing these short snippets of news that are broadcast in the Spider-Man film. It's broadcast on large screens throughout New York City, and in the game it's done through brief podcasts that you encounter throughout the game as well. It's a very interesting way to be able to tackle that form of news that are kind of embracing newer media compared to him being a newspaper editor, let's say. John Watts felt incorporating the scrolls in the post-credit scene made sense after their introduction in Captain Marvel. This is something that will then be expanded on in the upcoming Secret Invasion TV series on Disney+. I'm not sure whether that was ever intended, but it works out really well that he's, the scrolls are impersonating Nick Fury and also Maria Hill, and then also how then that leads on to them impersonating other like high-end people within the government, let's say. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they bring that back in the TV series to the film as well. 
There are a few other facts that I came across also. Peter's suitcase has the letters BFP on it. This actually refers to Benjamin Franklin Parker, Peter's Uncle Ben, whose death propelled him to use his powers responsibly. A wrestling poster featuring Crusher Hogan can be seen backstage at the charity fundraiser. Crusher Hogan was the wrestler that a masked Peter Parker got in the ring with in Spider-Man's first appearance in Amazing Fantasy 15. Spider-Man mentions Captain Marvel, which actually marks the first time an MCU character refers to Carol Danvers by the name Captain Marvel. Peter's passport lists August 10th as his birthday. Spider-Man's first appearance was in Amazing Fantasy 15, which was actually released on August 10th. Costume designer Anna B. Shepard said in reference to the new suit that he creates in the movie, this suit is Peter's vision for Spider-Man. She elaborated that he's no longer trying to be Iron Man, let's say. Ironhead Studios created practical versions of the new Spider-Man costumes, which actually included built-in fan systems to prevent the goggles from steaming up. And finally, of course, there will be no spot Stan Lee this week, as this is the first Marvel Studios movie without a cameo from Stan Lee after he passed on November 12th, 2018. A third film titled No Way Home was released on December 17th, 2021, which is an absolutely amazing film. I'm looking forward to covering that one soon as well. But also a fourth film is currently in development, but I don't think it started filming yet and there's no news on when that will take place or even when a release will actually be. But that's about it for this week's Movie Club. And I really, really enjoyed this Spider-Man film. I actually have really enjoyed Spider-Man being a part of the MCU. And I think it was important that this character was introduced into the MCU with, of course, uh, what was it? Captain America Civil War. It was originally introduced into it and there was a very brief appearance in that film and it made sense to bring him into the film then so that he could be built up and his character could be expanded on in his own film but also then brought in in infinity war with this kind of like shocking death really and that, that was kind of like one of the big things that drove tony stark in that film and it drove him to be able to want to come back and kind of bring back these people in Endgame as well. And I think it was important that we 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 saw more about that sacrifice in this film from Peter's perspective. And you can see there's this very moving, touching moment where he looks onto this this wall mural, I think it is actually, of Iron Man that's kind of honouring Tony Stark's memory and I think it was a really important driving force in this film that Peter's not only trying to move on from his mentor, Tony Stark, but also now trying to find his own way in life and move on from what what Tony had given him, his suit and everything like that. And I think that it's important that they make that point about his costume, that this is now Peter's vision for Spider-Man going forward. But also, I think it then links in further into the next film, which kind of forces Peter to reset even further and become his own person then as well. So yeah, really enjoyed this film, really enjoyed the message that it's able to give and how it can link further into the MCU whilst also still being a standalone Spider-Man film. I'm glad that Spider-Man is a part of the MCU. I'm hoping that Spider-Man stays a part of the MCU for many years to come. And I'm hoping that he's involved in some of these future Avengers films that are coming to us as well. I know that the, that could be a little bit more challenging after No Way Home. Again, trying not to spoil it for many people, although many people will have seen it or at least know about that film by now. But I, I don't know, I feel it's important that Spider-Man stay a part of 
maybe not the Avengers, but maybe stay a part of the MCU. Or maybe there's a way to be able to bring him back into the Avengers, maybe without just revealing his face or revealing who he is. So, yeah, that's kind of my opinion on it. I just really... I like Spider-Man being a part of the MCU, and I think that this film is an important part of the journey the MCU has taken since Endgame as well. So, yeah. This is the point where I would usually ask for your thoughts on the latest film, but because I've been an idiot and I've forgotten to post it on social media, I don't have that <laughs> to be able to provide you this week. But what I do have, however, is the review from Diz His. So, over to those guys. Diz His, Diz His, Review. Review. D plus this week is going to be Spider-Man far from home which is uh you know i love the new spider i love listen i love all the spider man i love like the original like you know one with toby Maguire. Yeah, there's no bad one really there's no yeah, bad I, I like them all i like them all um i don't know when venom when uh the venom takes over spider man he's kind of bad <laughs> i knew someone was gonna say that but i'm talking about like the movies itself like even the ones that people say that they don't like i right. like them yeah they're, they're just not like as classic. good as the other ones they're like cool right, classics right yeah mm-hmm uh, but I do like, you know, Far From Home. I think it's a great movie. Um, Far From Home, that's one with Mysterio, right? And uh, I think Mysterio is a great character. Uh, awesome. I kinda like, I, I, did you guys see that twist coming at the end of that one? No, dude, I was so confused when it happened. I was like, what? So, wait, you're talking about how Mysterio is a bad guy all along? He was a yeah. bad guy so, and that he, yeah, had, so- he had come in contact with, uh, with um, Iron Man previously. And his, oh yeah, and so the I other didn't guy, know that. And the other guy was part of it as well, who also was in previous movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I did know. I I did know a little about Mysterio, but Mysterio going into the movie knowing that he's like a, a an illusionist mm-hmm. and that he is obviously is a villain. So I was kind of preparing for that, but it still did take me by surprise because like even going into the movie knowing that I'm like, no, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's he's too dashing to be to be a bad guy. And you know, it's funny. There's is, no way. Is I when the when the trailer come out and stuff, I go. What? Why are they making him a good guy? He's a bad guy, and they're making right, him a good right. guy just because he's from a different. He's different, different uh, Earth now. He's a good guy. There's gonna make bad guys good guys now. All of a sudden, boy, was I wrong. Yeah, uh, spo- it was a, it was a good twist. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good twist. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal just said, oh, played an awesome role he as Mysterio, and that movie. Um, I mean, Mysterio in general just played such a pivotal role in. Um, in changing the whole script of Spider-Man because now uh, that, that, that went into, um, okay. So the reason why I, I love this movie and why I love Mysterio as a character is that Spider-Man was never really supposed to have all this tech that Iron Man gave him. Like in the comic books, he's literally, that's why they call him friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's a teenager. He's not very powerful uh, technology wise, Besides his web shooters, obviously, like, uh, but that Iron Spider suit was a very, you know, quick thing that he had during Civil War. So Mysterio revealing that Peter Parker is Spider Man, and then him having to do that spell to make everyone forget him, and him cutting off all his connections, you know, brings Spider Man back to who he was supposed to be in the comic books. So Mysterio played a pivotal role in all that, which was it was really cool that like, uh, that the ending of that movie, and it, the, the the best part about it was it was very fitting for his character to reveal to the world that he was uh spider-man was peter parker like it was um you weren't it wasn't out of line it wasn't surprising like yeah that's something that he would do like because he didn't want to be the bad guy mm-hmm. well, who do you think is the best spider-man in your opinion go 
Chris, right oh off the top my of your head, who is it? Gosh, I see. I, I'm, I'm, I, you know what? Even, I'm, even though I'm biased to Tony McGuire, I want to say, um, Tom Holland. I oh, can, it, I can, it, it is Tom, Tom Holland? Holland's name escaped me. I think, I think Tom Holland is the perfect, um, Spider Man slash Peter Parker. I just think, I think that, um, uh, Tobey Maguire was a great Spider-Man. Um, Andrew Garfield was a great Peter Parker. I think Tom Holland is the best of both. I think he's just great. Yeah. What, do you think, what about you? I agree. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. I agree too. I think Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping is he gonna come back as Spider-Man? You think? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mysterio is such a great card in Marvel Snap. Can we just talk about that for a second? I think like Mysterio is supposed to be like an illusionist. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think they did a really good job of kind of bringing that into the game of Marvel Snap where, you know, you play pretty much what, what you can do with uh, Mysterio is you play one card and the one card on one of the locations is going to be the, the real card. And then on the other locations, is this a zero cost? It's like a, a garbage card. Is this there to be there? Right. And at the very end of the game, the real Mysterio shows up at the location that you put it that your opponent doesn't uh, see. Right. I think it's a great card. I think it's an underrated card. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those cards that, um, you know, is going to be uh, eventually is going to be in a lot of decks. I think I'm starting to see it a little bit more now. Do you guys see it more when you guys are playing? Well, yeah, Absolutely. with, the, with yeah. the vast combo, it's an actually overpowered card. It, it it doesn't make sense even with that. What you're talking about with Bast, where Bast uh, makes all your pe- the people in your hand, their power three, because like yeah. it's almost like a bug. It feels like right, when yeah. you use Mysterio. And there's three threes. So yeah, it is. It's very, it's very powerful. You want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jin, and Chris? Just visit DizHiz.com and listen to DizHiz and all podcast platforms. Thank you very much as always, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Social Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms, including the Social Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash DizHiz. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, as long as I remember to post it on social media, of course, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash Discord or over on the post that will always be, hopefully, on social media at or forward slash the D Plus Club or, of course, in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Next week for the Weekly Movie Club, we'll be watching Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Until then, though, hopefully you've had a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.